It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards. Well, hello and good afternoon. Welcome to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. It's Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. What a fabulous summer day. Beautiful. Brian, beautiful, right? I went with a client of mine, went out flying yesterday, and God, the bluest skies (laughs) you've ever seen are in Seattle. Seattle. There you go. So amazing. All right. Well, listen, if you would like to listen to past episodes or podcasts, of Real Talk, you can go ahead and Google Real Talk with Brian and Dan or search on any place where podcasts can be found. I'm really excited for a great show today. We've got two fantastic guests, Dexter Borby with Interim Healthcare and Glenn McMillan with Eastside Auto Works. But before we get to our guests, it's time for some Real Talk. Last week, we talked about the housing market report. Today, we're going to give you some great tips to sell your home faster and for more money. Since June of last year, we've seen an increase in the inventory of homes for sale month over month. Every spring and summer, the inventory increases because people want to sell their home. For those with children, they may want to be in their new home before the beginning of the school year. If you are one of those sellers, you may find these tips helpful in getting your home sold more quickly. Yeah, hustle, for number one. Hustle, <laughs> right? that's right. Because we are coming up on just basically the last gasp to get into a house before the, the school starts, right? Yep. yep. Well, so here's our first tips, is making your, bo- your home feel making the buyers feel at home. This can be done by decluttering the space. Pack away all personal items, pictures, awards. Brian, you got to put your awards away. Dang. Sentimental belongings. That family picture above the above the fireplace, it's got to go. Yeah. I know we have to be the bearer of bad news sometimes. Um, but we want the buyers to feel like they belong in this house. According to a profile by Home Staging by the National Association of Realtors, 83% of buyers' agents said that staging a home made it easier for a buyer to visualize the property as a future home. Brian, I have a story about that. Me too. Go, you okay. go first. Can I go first? Ooh, ooh, me, me. You. Okay, so we have this home incarnation that you all have probably seen the videos. They've, <laughs> they've searched our websites. Our fans know everything that's going on. Well, we made a price improvement, but before we did that, we painted the green great room and we painted the fuchsia bedroom. So we took those two kind of bright, mm-hmm. specific bedrooms and we put them, we just we just basically neutralized them, right? Mm-hmm. And then we brought in our stager, Abby, with Abby Burdick Designs, uh, who came in and did a phenomenal job uh, at creating a space Go, that felt neutral, right? Mm-hmm. That, that felt neutral. And uh, so we've got, I believe, two offers, maybe a third offer coming in nice, today. Nice, nice. So, you know, people often ask me why the importance of removing pictures, personal items, awards, and depersonalizing the space really goes to the psychology of selling where, I mean, I've been doing this forever, 38 years, and I've noticed, that's all, so far so good. So I noticed most buyers, once they are really interested in a home, they start the process of mentally moving in. Yeah. And psychologically, it's harder for them to visualize themselves in the home when the seller's there. The seller's pictures, their kids, all their personal stuff makes it more difficult for that buyer to visualize themselves in the house. So we neutralize to make that process easier for them. So not only will your house spend less time on the market, but um, according to the report, a 
a quarter of buyers agents said staging the home increased the dollar value anywhere between one and five percent compared to similar homes on the market i've done this before where i had a home that was expiring uh we took over the listing staged it painted mm-hmm. did some things and ended up selling it uh in less time right and you know it's interesting one of the things i'll ask sellers is do you want to uh, prepare it for sale or sell it as is they're two different prices yes and you know we can do it either way so the other thing to do was uh, once you've got it organized keep it organized before the buyers show pick up toys make the bed and put away the dishes uh, it's also a good idea to put out some cookies if you have time. Okay, realtor cheat here. Yeah. Heat up the oven, flick a little vanilla in there. It'll smell like you bake cookies. Oh, oh. I was thinking, I was going to actually mention the type of cookies I would like. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, we don't want the home, we don't <laughs> want a smell that smells like it's masking something. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, having a pleasant smell is always a good idea. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, one of the things about having the home prepared is it sells faster. Because having it on the market is a pain in the neck. Yeah. So I have sellers often that will choose to use one bathroom so they don't have to clean two, mm-hmm. you know, or... Well, I yeah. had a guy move into his RV. He's got a yeah. Mo- uh, yeah. RV out, RV parking, and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to take everything because I'm moving anyways. Um, other things we do to help people uh, declutterize or depersonalize is dropping off a pod, or uh, pod is right. one brand name, but there's like uh, Rat Pack is one we use. And so you, you basically take all the things that you don't need to use for the next three months that are going to move to your next place, Put them in there, mm-hmm. and then um, they'll actually haul that away. So during your showing period, it's in storage. storage. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once you sell the home, you go ahead and direct that where to go. So it's it's a great way to um, have an ability to, to kind of get your – I mean, people have lived in homes for 10, 15, 20, 40 years. Right. It's hard to declutter and depersonalize yep. if you don't have a place to go. And we have people that can help you with that if that is a problem. So um, anyway, next – Oh, oh, top elements for selling your home is access. So we the first one was, what, uh, staging, declutter, and then stay organized. The, the next one is access. So making your home available almost any time. And that's, I know that's hard for a lot of people. But uh, some buyers, especially those relocating, they don't have a lot of time. They're right. coming in. They need to see a house at this week in that time. So we try to tell people it's like Grand Central Station. When we put this home on the market, it's not your home anymore. It right. is a public place. It's not, but it is. Yeah, and I think uh, another element is as a broker, if I run into a seller who doesn't want to cooperate with, with uh, showings, my feeling is, gosh, am I going to have trouble getting this offer together? Yeah. You know, I want to work with a seller who is motivated to sell, who's cooperative. Yeah, isn't that funny? I mean, there, there's something that translates, and, it, you know, it's, we want to we want to accommodate everybody in their own lifestyle, but it's something that translates to: Is this going to be difficult? If it's this hard to see the home, right. it may be really hard to get. You an can't offer see accepted. it. You can't sell it. So, last tip for our listeners today is to price it right. In this market, uh, we've been in a seller's market, and I sometimes run into what I call market exuberance. You know, but one of the smartest <laughs> yeah. things you can do is price it right. We're we're going to get top dollar, and our, our goal is top dollar, reasonable period of time, no legal entanglements. But as we mentioned at the beginning. More inventory coming into the market guarantees there will be some competition. You want to make sure your home is noticed. The key to selling your house in 2019 is ensuring it is priced to sell immediately. That way, your home will be seen by the greatest amount of buyers and will sell at a great price before more competition comes on the market. So listen, if you want to sell your house in the least amount of time with the best possible price, you got to call the Eastside Real Estate team. We're here to help. All right. All right. So that's our that's the time for our opening segment, our real talk segment. And after the break, we're going to have our mortgage moment with uh, Michael Burdick. So please join us right after this break.
Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093. Or check out our website at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Eastside Auto Works has served clients on the East Side since 1972. They're one of the oldest full-service facilities around. Check us out at eastsideautoworks.com or call 425-746-0162. European and Japanese vehicles are their specialty, and they love working on Volkswagens, Audis, Subarus, and Mazdas. Bring your super fun Mini Cooper or Fiat, and they'll get it fixed right up. So when it's time to do service work on the mom van or family SUV from Honda and Toyota, Think of Eastside Auto Works for all of your automotive needs. Getting in for service at Eastside Auto Works is easy. They'll get you into a loaner car, ride, or maybe Uber. Their AAA-approved facility is very conveniently located in North Bellevue. Visit them on Facebook at Eastside Auto Works Auto Repair. Their slogan says it all, passion for people, passion for cars. Are you worried about finding reliable care for a loved one? Interim Healthcare provides certified professional caregivers so that people who are ill, disabled, recovering, or elderly can remain safe and comfortable in their own homes. If you or a loved one needs reliable and quality care, call us at 425-274-3720. Again, that's 425-274-3720. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I am Dan. I'm Brian. I said that wrong. It's yeah, now time for our Mortgage Moment segment. During this segment, we get a quick update with the lending side of the home buying process. Today, we're talking to Michael Burdick, a loan consultant with Loan Depot. Michael spent the last 10 years serving borrowers at a very high level, and he's going to send the, spend the next 10 more. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Doing good. Doing great. Are you enjoying the summer? I am. Having a great time. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, what's happening? What's the mortgage moment all about today? Well, you know, I, I think the spotlight is, of course, Fed announcements, but like yep. they always are, they, they dropped interest rates by a quarter point, which they haven't done in over a decade. So everybody's getting fielding a lot of calls today on, on what that means for mortgage rates. And I really think time will tell. I mean, we don't know immediately what that will do. The reason why they they cut rates is because of the global economy and the you know the overall economy. So um, will that affect mortgage rates? I'm sure it might. Probably, but, yeah. but time will tell. Yeah. So, Michael. Um, yeah. Um, one of the questions we had for you today is about FICO scores. How is a FICO score calculated? That is a great question, and it's a question I get asked pretty much on every loan because you know. People tell me what their score is, and then when I actually run it, it, it could be a little different than what they think it, mm -hmm. it is. Um, so a FICO score is what the mortgage uh, industry uses, and 
it's really heavily weighted on payment history and amount you owe, so utilization. So if you have a, a $10,000 limit on your card, if you have that balance up at 9000 it's going to drop your score. Now, if you have lots of late payments, so it's going to be harder to, to overcome. It's going to take more time. Hmm. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you shouldn't get a mortgage and we'll have a mortgage for you. Um, but that's going to be one of the, the factors as well. And then smaller things that affect a FICO score are inquiries, so not having your credit ran, you know, 20 times. Um, new credit, so if you're applying for credit everywhere and obtaining new types of credit, that can be considered a risk as well. So, and then length of credit history, so if you've had accounts open for 10 years, that's considered a very good thing. So, so I, um, if, if somebody were to get a text saying your credit score has increased, check here, um, should they click on that link? Depends on where it's coming from. Um, it was just a know, random text have... I got this morning, actually. I, I <laughs> honestly got yeah. that. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, no, I didn't sign up for this. This is, yeah, so I, 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 while we're talking about credit scores, individuals may be getting these text messages, and I would highly encourage them to skip it. Like, um, right, I mean, the best way to get it is from a mortgage banker, um, I, I know one of our questions here that, that Brian was going to ask, what, or no, this is my question, is why would the score that an individual runs different than what the bank shows? So, you know, there are these places that I can go and see what my actual credit score is. Um, how come it's different than what you say it is or your your providers say it is? Yeah, so we use a, a blended average with the, the three credit bureaus and it's the FICO score. So other industries like car industries or your even your bank, um, RV loan, whatever whatever it is, they may give you a different score because I'm looking at, you know, the FICO history. That's what mortgage lenders want to look at, these factors that determine a score. So your payment history, amounts owed, you know, are weighted differently than what another industry may use. So I think it's still a good thing to keep an eye on your FICO score or your, your other credit scores that your bank may provide you just so you have a good idea. But know that when I run your score, it's not going to be the exact same as that. Gotcha. So what uh, credit yeah. scores are you looking for for an approval? What kind of range do you see? And I, I understand there's a relationship between the cost of the loan and the score, but uh, what do you need to get an approval? I mean, we can go down fairly low into the 500s. It's just your rate's going to be higher, and then, uh, you know, so it, it might not make sense, but we, we can obviously do it. Um, to get the perfect prime rate, you're going to want to be over 740. Um, but then there's other factors that play into it. You know, if you're trying to borrow a jumbo loan, they're going to be going to say, "We need to cut you off at 720. We can't go under that." So it um, and then so what you're saying, Michael, is it depends, right? But I mean, essentially, <laughs> there are a lot of factors. Yeah, yep. yeah. And I, I do know going back to the tightening of the mortgage mess, there was a point where 650 was the bottom line. Um, we're out of time for this segment, but if you want to learn more information about how your specific credit score affects your ability to borrow, you can reach out to Michael Burdick. You can Google Michael Burdick um, at Loan Depot. Google that. You will find information on how to just have that conversation about where your credit score, because uh, so many people are sitting on the sidelines in a really good market and not getting the information. So get the information. Call Michael. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Have a good Thank you, Michael. After the break, we're going to have Dexter Borby with Interim Healthcare. So join us right after this commercial break. 
Are you worried about finding reliable care for a loved one? Interim Healthcare provides certified professional caregivers so that people who are ill, disabled, recovering, or elderly can remain safe and comfortable in their own homes. If you or a loved one needs reliable and quality care, call us at 425-274-3720. Again, that's 425-274-3720. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time home buyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Eastside Auto Works has served clients on the east side since 1972. They're one of the oldest full-service facilities around. Check us out at eastsideautoworks.com or call 425-746-0162. European and Japanese vehicles are their specialty, and they love working on Volkswagens, Audis, Subarus, and Mazdas. Bring your super fun Mini Cooper or Fiat, and they'll get it fixed right up. So when it's time to do service work on the mom van or family SUV from Honda and Toyota, Think of Eastside Auto Works for all of your automotive needs. Getting in for service at Eastside Auto Works is easy. They'll get you into a loaner car, ride, or maybe Uber. Their AAA approved facility is very conveniently located in North Bellevue. Visit them on Facebook at Eastside Auto Works Auto Repair. Their slogan says it all, passion for people, passion for cars. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. And hello, honey. She just called. I just want to put a <laughs> shout out to the wife. Um, our first guest today is Dexter Borby with Interim Healthcare. Interim Healthcare was founded in 1966, one of the pioneers in in-home care. Across the country, Interim Healthcare also provides home health, hospice, and medical staffing. They recently expanded to Bellevue last year. And with me today is Dexter Borby, the franchise owner of Interim Healthcare. Welcome to the show, Dexter. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dan. Hey, so tell us a little bit about yourself. We like to get personal early, not terribly personal. You can go as deep as you want, but tell us about yourself. What do you do when you're not uh, working? <laughs> about myself. So I'm a father of three. Awesome. And a nice. husband to one. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I like to cycle when I'm not working. Okay. Um, in, in this, the Pacific Northwest is just perfect for that. The wonderful weather. Wonderful trails here in the east side as well. Uh, Where do you bike cycle normally? So I like to go down the Sammamish River Trail. Okay. Um, it's flat. It's yep. It's um, it's it's flat. It's wide. It's it's long, and it's uh, just bikes, no cars. Yeah. So you can get to Redmond all the way. You can go all the way down to downtown Seattle, right? Because it connects with Burt Gilman Trail. It connects with Burt Gilman. I didn't go that far. Right. You stopped <laughs> at the brewery, probably. Yes. Right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So we'd like to ask each guest to share with us a fond memory of the home they grew up in. 
Well, you know, um, one of the interesting features in my parents' home was that they had a little pocket garden hmm. that, um, in the glassed-off area right next to the living room. And oh, interesting. And that was very interesting. It was open to the air. It was grilled on top, of course, to prevent mm-hmm. you know, things from coming in, but um, it provided a lot of natural light throughout the house. Nice. And provided a little oasis um, in the middle of otherwise what would be hmm. like a room. Nice. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. I've never, never seen anything else like that. They have no. vegetables and fruits grown in there? Or? No, no. There was, uh, it, was, it, was, it looked more like a Zen garden than, okay. Okay. <laughs> than, a, nice. than, a, than a garden patch. But, <laughs> but it was nice because in the Northwest, sunlight can be a challenge. So... It's, it's nice to have those features in your home. So, so let's talk about interim health care. What is in-home care? So in-home care is having a professional caregiver come to your home to provide care. Um, this care includes personal hands-on care, such as bathing, dressing, um, toilet incontinence support, right, for so people mm-hmm. that need it, and ambulation or transfer. It also includes some homemaking support, such as meal preparation, laundry, uh, light housekeeping, um, errands and transportation and some companionship care such as um, go- doing activities with the clients uh, whether it's um, you know encouraging them to do their physical therapy and supporting them so they're safe mm-hmm, through, mm-hmm. throughout it or taking them to their favorite events and activities. Hmm. So what is the difference between home health and hospice? Um, home care, home health and hospice. Um, so home health is a medical treatment is provided at the home, such as when somebody needs medical infusion or wound care mm-hmm. uh, by a nurse or physical or occupational therapy provided at the home for people who are homebound. Um, hospice care is given when the patient is given typically six months or less to live, and the focus of the care moves to palliative care or care for comfort. Mm. Um, home care works in conjunction with both of them. Um, when you have home health, for example, you have a nurse or physical therapist come in once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. But for the remainder of hours that the, that, the, that the client or the patient is there at home and needs help, say, transferring to a wheelchair, go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. meet, prepare meals for them, the home care, um, the home care aid helps do that. Hmm. So what, um, how, how long has uh, Interim been here in Bellevue? So we opened in Bellevue in September of last year. Of last year. Mm-hmm. And you, you decided to go into this, this business with Interim, right? Yes. Okay. What drove you to that? What was the, like, man, you know what? This is something I really believe in. What, what put you, I, I'm going off your script. Oh, no, no, that's, that's, that's completely right. great. Yeah. That's, Tell me. That's wonderful. What, yeah. What, what got you to say, no, this is, a, this is something I believe in. Yeah. You know, so three things. I think one is if you think about everyone in their careers, uh, everyone has about 45 or 50 years in their career, right? From the time you're 20 to the time you're 65 or 70, mm-hmm. more if you're lucky. And after reaching the halfway mark in mine, I, I told myself, what am I going to do for the rest of my career? What do I want to see when I'm mm. 65 or 70 and I look back mm. um, and, and say, this is what I did, right? Um, interim healthcare impressed me on many fronts. Um, uh, one, of course, is that they, you know, they have a long tradition of providing care and uh, commitment to their mission and to excellence in quality of care. But, but how it ca- became alive to me was when I met with them um, at their corporate offices in, in Sunrise, Florida, and they toured me around the back to meet the corporate staff. Mm-hmm. And I realized that about two-thirds or more of their corporate staff had more than 20 years of tenure with the company, which mm. is something you don't see very often right. anymore. Gotcha. And for a company that's uh, been around for so long and is focused on its mission, that was the proof of the pudding to me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Awesome. Interesting. So along that, the, and I'm sorry, I, I shifted, but I, you, know, it's, it's, you, you think about... The passion, you know, involved with, you know, because you can hear that when I asked you those questions and to know that the people there had been there for a long time. So they cared about it. So um, I'm going to switch us back. So we talked about um, 
what is home care, and this is probably the why, right? Which is why what got you involved. Why do you why why, why in home care? Yeah. Well, if if you look at the, um, some of the numbers, the AARP did a survey on housing and community preferences, and they said that eighty six percent of adults sixty five and older prefer to age in place or age in their right. own home, um, and most people don't realize that in home care is an option for them. Um, uh, so that they can remain safe and comfortable um, mm. in their own homes. Yeah, and Brian, we're, yeah. we see that when we interact with clients. Right. Is, right. You know, we're talking to people about moving out of their home that they've been in 40 years. It, making that choice is not one that's made, you know, lightly. Right. So uh, if you can facilitate that longer, that's even better. So often we help people move to a senior living situation. Mm-hmm. So um, what about going into senior living situation? Is that Senior you homes? Yeah. yeah, no, senior homes are wonderful, and many of them provide amenities for community and socialization, and mm-hmm. some of them have memory care and dementia care mm-hmm. uh, for people that need that. Um, when we provide in-home care, it can be whatever home is. So we actually also work with independent living communities, assisted living communities that will have that will allow mm-hmm. private duty caregivers to come in and provide additional support uh, for, for the residents that mm-hmm. live there. Um, as a matter of fact, we've even placed um, caregivers in a nursing home Oh, interesting. To support uh, a family that uh, whose um, whose family member needed needed that yeah. care. So yeah. it seems it seems to me as I think about this, is it maybe a, a, a um, cost saving solution rather than go right into home care that's like full time to a, kind of a transition in between the two and bring in somebody like yourself, not without looking at the paper. It, it just seems like there's that's a hybrid. It's a flex being flexible, right? It, it does definitely add a lot of flexibility um, because the, we can, we'll work with the family regarding how much care they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can, they, can, they can tell us, you know, whether they want it to be for, you know, how, and how many times a week we, their caregivers would come. So there's a lot of flexibility added into it. The family helps determine mm-hmm. what the plan of care would be. We'd propose it after assessment, of course, and, uh, and then they would, they would approve it. And, and we'd, we'd send the right caregivers with the right skills and personality match. Mm-hmm. How so do you do that? Client. How do you match them? Um, so there's three things. One is when we do our assessment, we, uh, we try to understand the physical and cognitive situation of, mm-hmm. the, of the client and determine the kind of uh, support that they require. Um, in the industry, there's a term we call activities of daily living or, or ADLs, and you might have heard about this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we match, we, we, from that, we determine what kind of support they require from the caregiver, whether it's a caregiver that, 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 can, that can transfer them safely from the bed to the wheelchair and the client weighs more than 200 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, or a caregiver who, has, who understands the symptoms of Parkinson's and knows how to support the client suffering from it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the other side of the matching as well is we try to figure out if we can match uh, the clients with the caregivers for personality because we know that they'll spend quite a bit of time with each other mm-hmm. and we'd like the, that time to be spent in an engaging fashion, mm-hmm. uh, not just, you know, a sitter service. So, Dexter, tell me more about the caregivers that you guys select. Yeah, so our caregivers are, number one, our caregivers are all our employees. They're not contractors. Um, they're all d- licensed by the Department of Health. They're either certified nursing assistants or certified home care aides. Um, we conduct a 50-state criminal background check, and we do a 12-panel drug screen. We have a strict no, um, uh, no intoxication policy um, at work, whether it's alcohol or other, other things, other substances. Um, we verify their licenses and their, uh, their references. Um, of course, they go through the interim healthcare interview process, and we conduct a competency test, and hmm. a competency assessment on them. Um, because they're our employees, uh, we can we can insure and bond them uh, for the hmm. peace of mind of our of our clients. Awesome. Do you work with uh, long care uh, term insurance? Long term care insurance, yes, uh, we do work with long term care insurance. 
Um, we support clients in understanding their long-term care insurance policies and what and the benefits that they're entitled to. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, we also um, we also we also do what's called assignment of benefits. Uh, that is when we build an insurance company directly, so that the mm-hmm. client does not have to pay anything out of pocket and then wait for a reimbursement. Hmm. And then for many of the older oh, good. older clients we have who are who might be on a fixed income, that's uh, that really helps their cash flow. Yeah. You know, just uh, learned my, my father is in a retirement apartment, and he's a uh, veteran, and he qualifies for veteran benefits for in-home care. So mm-hmm. we're in the process of applying for that. But I wasn't even aware that there is a veteran benefit out there for qualifying vets. So Yes, yeah. the VA aid and attendance benefits. Yeah, so you're familiar. Yes, yeah, um, good. if they've served in a foreign war, even at least one yep. day. Yeah, oh yeah, World War II vet. So when does someone need in-home care? So some of the indicators of um, in-home care are obvious, such as mm-hmm. you know, recent stay at a hospital or recent discharge from a nursing home. They've been diagnosed with a chronic illness or they're unable to walk or transfer on their own. But some of the indicators can be subtle. Um, it can be somebody who, um, who has mail and clutter piling up in the house because they don't have the energy anymore to mm-hmm. attend to that. Somebody whose refrigerator has no food or spoiled food because mm-hmm. they can't go out and do grocery shopping anymore. They're just suffering through it. Uh, somebody with unexplained bruising or injury or damage mm. to their vehicles. Um, and, um, uh, um, or somebody that has a sudden decrease in activities they formerly enjoyed, right? Yeah, interesting. So uh, how does it work? When, when do they call you? Who calls you? Or how does that work? Yeah. yeah, so when they can call us. And on the phone, we'll talk to the family members about uh, what's driving them to ask for care, why they need the care. Um, what the condition is. Then we'll conduct an in-home assessment. There's no obligation to it. Uh, we'll come over to the house. We'll meet the client. We'll, underst- we'll look at their situation, ask questions, and understand what they're going through. We have an assessment um, method that we use to understand their care needs. From there, we'll develop a plan of care. Um, think of the right caregivers to assign to the client. Share that plan of care back to the client. When on the first day of care, we will somebody from the office will come and introduce the caregiver to the client because we know that it's daunting for a family to meet a new caregiver coming into their home. Um, and then after the first shift, we'll call up the client and see, ask how it went. We mm. want to make sure that everything goes well yeah. uh, from the get-go. So awesome. What, what makes uh, you different from the other companies in the area? So I'll, I'll answer this in a roundabout fashion because... It, you know, everyone will say the same things, um, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, there's a venture capitalist named Ben Horowitz who wrote a book called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. And in mm. his book, he says that many companies often look for a silver bullet, that one product or service that will make them win in the market. But he says that silver bullets are really not real. It's just lead bullets <laughs> and lots yeah. of it. If, <laughs> we call them unicorns. There's <laughs> 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 lead bullets and uh, lots of it. And that's the way we, we treat it in our business. And the way we do it is we pay attention to the small things. Ah. When a caregiver comes to our office for an interview, how are they greeted? What do they see when they come in? Hmm. Are they offered the beverage? Are they offered a seat? Do we apologize to them if, if they have to wait for their interview? Hmm. We treat them like a professional mm-hmm. and in turn mm-hmm. communicate that they are professionals and that's what's expected of them when they are at their clients' homes. That's hmm. just one example. That's great. One of the yeah. little lead bullets. Nice. Yep. Detail. I love nice. it. Dexter, thank you so much for joining us today. It's after, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Really uh, loved having you here. Um, after the break, we have in studio Glenn McMillan from Eastside Auto Works, who will be discussing how your current vehicle is the second largest investment next to your home and how it needs to be maintained. We'll be right back.
Eastside Auto Works has served clients on the East Side since 1972. They're one of the oldest full-service facilities around. Check us out at eastsideautoworks.com or call 425-746-0162. European and Japanese vehicles are their specialty, and they love working on Volkswagens, Audis, Subarus, and Mazdas. Bring your super fun Mini Cooper or Fiat, and they'll get it fixed right up. So when it's time to do service work on the mom van or family SUV from Honda and Toyota, Think of Eastside Auto Works for all of your automotive needs. Getting in for service at Eastside Auto Works is easy. They'll get you into a loaner car, ride, or maybe Uber. Their AAA-approved facility is very conveniently located in North Bellevue. Visit them on Facebook at Eastside Auto Works Auto Repair. Their slogan says it all. Passion for people, passion for cars. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, Call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093 or check out our website at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Are you worried about finding reliable care for a loved one? Interim Healthcare provides certified professional caregivers so that people who are ill, disabled, recovering, or elderly can remain safe and comfortable in their own homes. If you or a loved one needs reliable and quality care, call us at 425-274-3720. Again, that's 425-274-3720. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. <laughs> Our next guest is Glenn McMillan from Eastside Auto Works. Glenn McMillan has been the owner of Eastside Auto Works for the last 13 years. His company has roots on the east side, repairing and maintaining vehicles for over 45 years. He has 35 years experience as automotive technician. He started with, with uh, taking automotive shop classes at Bellevue High School in 1984. Glenn is now a board member for Bellevue's program and also Renton Technical College. He now gives back support that he got many years ago. Glenn has branched out in the last few years creating Campers Northwest, a full-service VW camper repair, restore, and upgraded facility. Welcome to the show, Glenn. Welcome. Thank you. The student has become the master. master. <laughs> <laughs> wax on, wax off. <laughs> oh, so. Now that you're, yeah, I mean, Bellevue High School. And now you're like in charge of the whole thing. You know, when we used to drive from Newport, yeah, right down the hill here, I'm looking out the window. You were cruising. We cruised up to Bellevue for a two-hour class, myself and some really good friends, and uh, did that in our junior year. That's cool. amazing. So tell us a bit about yourself, your hobbies, your interests, what you're doing when you're not fixing cars. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, so in my after hours, um, I do still have car things going on um, for the industry. I'm, I'm, I'm the president of the Automotive Service Association here of King County. So just wanted to bring that up that, you know, these, these things you're on, you do after work, 
Sometimes it's actually work-related, but it's a lot of fun supporting all the automotive shops around here. I've known Glenn for uh, four or five years-ish, yep. something like that. You like to do road trips. I was going to say, those are more hobbies. I'll just throw yeah. them out there. And <laughs> whippets, right? You, whippets. Got, yeah. I take my whippets out in my Eurovan and I'm back with my uh, Vanagon camper. Gardening. Gardening. I've pictures of your flowers. I've got a very old Seattle house, and uh-huh. uh, so I've got to keep that going. You and remodeling. remodeling. Yeah. I a lot of home remodeling, so I've lived there for 27 years. You guys Depth. You've got multifaceted. (laughs) (laughs) Renaissance man. Yeah, so this is a show about homes. Uh, Share with us a fond memory about the home you grew up in. So the past home before I bought mine in Seattle was right here up in Somerset since we're in Eastgate here. Um, And in the 80s, I was uh, a little bit different. So I was kind of a gearhead as a a young kid. I actually had a couple of tractors up on the hill. We were at 1,000 feet. I used to plow snow with them. Oh, nice. And I would weld and I would do weird things. So I was probably not that liked by some neighbors, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but it was different. And, and, and we had some cars around and my dad's Volkswagen vans from the 70s. And, and uh, I worked on those sometimes out in front of the house. Oh, so fun. car stuff in my past, but good memories. Awesome. So what kind of cars does Eastside Auto Works primarily work on? So we do a lot of Volkswagen and Audis, uh, Subarus, Mazdas. We have, you know, work on super fun cars, Mini Coopers, Fiats. Nice. Uh, little, those programs are, are great machines, and we like those. Of course, the family SUV and, and mom's van from Honda, Toyota, Nissan, and the luxury brands that go with those. Hmm. We've serviced them all. So, so but those uh, are primary. Now, your, your shop used to be located here in Eastgate. Uh, Factoria, just Fact- right yeah, over right the edge. Yeah, Factoria. Factoria yep. for 20 years. Right in the corner. But now you are? In North Bellevue. North Bellevue by? Northrop Way and mm-hmm. behind Dunlumber and, and Bellevue Kawasaki. Yeah. So hmm. what does it take to maintain these cars? Which you're, I thought this was appropriate. Uh, Glenn did his research and he thought, listen, our number one most expensive investment is a home, right? And right. that's what this show is about. So the second most important and probably costly is your car, right? Because if you don't have your mode of transportation, you can't pay for that house. So um, what does it take to maintain these things? Well, the cost of vehicles is, has gone up way too much these days. They do come a lot with a lot of good safety features and stuff. So we want to keep those going. 30, 40 K nowadays is, is normal mm-hmm. and that's low. Um, so what it really takes is routine maintenance. Um, the 5,000 mile service is very important with synthetic oil. Uh, do a flush every every six months on the car and just really try and, uh, and do the routine maintenance that comes with the car's manual and read that those things carefully and online on how to do it every 10, 20, mm-hmm. 30, 40,000 miles. And our motto is let's get to the 200,000 mile club. I mean, the 100,000 miles, eh, it's okay. You're doing uh-huh. good. Mm-hmm. You know, 200 is better. And how, how about three? 300,000 yeah, yeah. will pay that investment off over over a good period of time and, and you'll do okay. And if you do that maintenance early in the first hundred, It'll make it to three. So tell me about like a story. I'm going off script with you. But when when you do this consistently, right, you're consistently looking, 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 taking care of the car. How does that extend the life when, you know, I mean, a lot of these cars that you get nowadays, and they can go forever without any service. So why why is it the frequency that's so important? Well, they do build in a lot longer service interval parts Mm -hmm. now with... um, Spark plugs that last a lot longer, and uh, and the fluids and the transmission and stuff would definitely last a lot longer with synthetics. And so it's just staying on track and not getting the busy life in the way and forgetting, oh, i got to do some stuff on this car. And planning that investment and looking at the, the numbers before you buy the car. These cars are 
some of them are very expensive to keep maintained over the years. And there are a lot of brands that just kind of keep going. And there's traditional people know that, but they don't last forever. So they'll, they'll right. kind of poop well, out it's, it. it's the pay now or pay later, right? Yeah, exactly. Generally speaking, if you, if you forget about something, you feel like the problem goes away, but it doesn't really. It, doesn't, it can, it can yeah. burn you in the end. <laughs> I've heard the most economical car to drive is the one you own. So I think that's yeah. a maintenance it really is. issue. It pays so I know my car takes a lot of specialty tools. How do you keep up with the latest technology and tools? That's got to be daunting working on so many different Great cars. question. Yeah. That's well, a great. I mean, Eastside Auto Works uh, prides themselves in having a lot of tools of their of our own. We've had mm-hmm. to invest in them. Um, the other thing, uh, back to my association, we've actually created quite a group of shop owners that trade tools back and forth. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have. I, it's, I'm very proud in, in my nowadays to have people call me and borrow something, mm-hmm. and and or just you know temporary or whatever. And, and that's really a neat thing. And we do that around the Puget Sound area. It's not so. like the neighbor that never brings it back. Nope. <laughs> we make a note of it. Yeah, right. These yeah, are expensive. So. Yeah, yeah. Right. But it does help. The modern vehicle is very, mo- is very, ex- very has a lot of tooling and electronics. We have a lot That's of scanners cool. and a lot of yeah. uh, computers yeah. to, to check these cars out and, and diagnose them correctly. How has that changed your industry and how you approach things? Because, like you said, oh. the cost of the equipment, but, I mean. 10, 20 times fold. It's, 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 a, it's changing every five years unbelievable mm. so exponentially yeah that's where we're kind of focusing more on just some particular brands mm-hmm. of those european and, and japanese cars um mm. and then that and that really works for us as a, as a business mm. so one of the greatest benefits you offer to uh your customers well eastside autoworks has uh loaner cars uh that we provide for uh services if it's a day or mm. so of work and then uh rides locally in the in the north bellevue area uh, being a AAA approved facility, um, that was something we we got about eight years ago, and it was a really big a, a big step for us to be AAA approved. You've got to be in the top ninety seven percent. Wow, so top three percent. You know, you're so your <laughs> your slogan is passion for people's passion for cars. Now I've been into his shop several times, and if you've met George and some of the other technicians there, uh, you can really tell that they emulate your personality. Glenn is somebody that really does. Uh, when I think of mechanics, um, you know, my I grew up my dad and behind our house was a mechanic that lived up there. So my dad would take his cars up there. He was a grouch. <laughs> 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 he was an absolute grouch, right? And he like didn't want to really go talk to him. But right. dad said, "Hey, take the car up to so and so." And you know, I'm not mentioning names to protect the innocent. But right. anyways, you know, it was just, it it wasn't personal. He wasn't somebody that that um, you know you had a conversation with and Glenn and I could, we could talk about a lot of things for mm-hmm. a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And so that passion for people comes out. Um, where did you get that? I was in the service industry all along. It's been the same company. I was originally at a, at a gas station right up here, a service station in Eastgate. Gas jockey. I, I was learning how to take care of clients from day one. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I was really, that was ingrained in my head from uh, Charles Worthington and Mark Evanson, the owners. And um, it just it just kept going and kept going, and I was always kind of known as the person that could really talk to the client uh, very well, and but also fix them. So I, I got kind of lucky with both yeah. hats. Yeah. <laughs> but is there a story that fi- I mean they no, emulated it, but no, nothing just, that jumps just, out? It's just deep inside, probably from my roots and with my dad. I lost him pretty young, actually, just a couple of years into my career. So uh, I just I kept that going all along. So that's awesome. I love that about you, Glenn. Thank you. So what's the new project you have going with Campers Northwest? Well, Campers Northwest is our um, Volkswagen van uh, sh- building out facility. We're, uh, we're, we're repairing these vans. Um, I've been working on them for 30-plus years. We had them in my family. 
for many years from the 60s and 70s and 80s. And uh, now I own Eurovans and, and Vanigans. We primarily do Eurovan service. And uh, Campus Northwest is, is inside of our facility. And um, it, is, uh, it is growing exponentially. We're really, really happy to do this. Uh, we love the clients. And we just have a really fun time working on them. They can be t- touchy to work on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's okay. laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> sexy Europeans. Yeah. So, so where, <laughs> where are you finding your van clients? Well, we are, um, in the last two years, we ma- made a relationship with a company in Seattle called Peace Vans. And uh, just this year, we took over all of their clients' uh, maintenance and repair of the vans. They went on to a, a, a newer product in the, another line, and, and that which worked out for them the best. They uh, m- tell them directly of us as a referral and email and, and all that. And so we're, we're, we're pretty pretty full up right now with doing that this year, but we uh, have some changes coming, so we're pretty excited about that. And, and the referrals just keep going on Facebook and the local van communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drive my own van. Uh, I'm a camper around a lot and, and camp in it when I can, when I'm not working on customers' cars. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> What's your guys' slogan? Passion for people, passion for vans. Campers. We oh, make yes. campers happy. I forgot. Make campers <laughs> we make campers happy. Yes. The camper itself and the person behind it. That's wheel. awesome. I that shows it. up on our, our, our campers uh, Northwest on Facebook with some nice thumbs up shots. Yeah. So um, how do you accommodate all this growth? Well, just a few months ago, we were able to expand our facility out and build a new camper shop that has four additional bays. Uh, so we're really excited about that. We have new lifts coming in, and we're really uh, – We've changed even our design in the last just few weeks uh, because we realized how much we, we are doing on these. And so we're, we're moving our lifts around to accommodate and really, really happy with that. We have a really nice uh, facility in North Bellevue that um, it faces west. It's nice you know, afternoon sun, but it's got a lot of trees for shade. And we just, they're hard to work on. Some we have to work on outside. Yeah. So and I, I've said that That's a couple of times, but it, it's reality. <laughs> <laughs> what do you no. see as the future of car ownership and getting outdoors with a vehicle? Car ownership is uh, a long, it, it, it's, I'm, it's changing. I'm going to carefully say this. I'm kind of analyzing what I have for clients, especially with this van culture that I have. They own a lot of small activity vehicles. They own a lot of Subarus. Uh, they also have a, a fair amount of electric cars mm-hmm. um, in that as an extra car, mm. as another car. So the van can be the extra car and, or the family get out there and, and go and the inner city car is, is the is maybe the electric car, and that's kind of what I'm thinking, mm. and, and or the Subaru, or the, or in, in Dan's case, the Highlander, and, you know, <laughs> like these different you know SUVs. F so, J. Well, that's a fun car. So that's you're gonna fun. so and that's where the, that that's where it can change. You can either have a fun truck or a car, and I'm I'm not against that at all. I lo- we love our trucks. We work on a lot of those, and that's why North uh, Campus Northwest is really going to be, ultimately. All vehicles that have a camping capacity or of some sort, we, we can service that kind of stuff and, and maintain them because we do the brands that are kind of popping up hmm. nowadays a little bit bigger. There's some bigger ones, bigger vans yeah. and other brands in, in, the, in the European and the Japanese. Volkswagen doesn't seem to be coming out with one in a large size anytime soon, but in 2023, there is an electric bus coming. Interesting. An electric bus. Oh. Electric like Volkswagen bus. Yeah, we talked about that, like solar <laughs> panels on the top, too, and... And but our, if you have a cloudy day, you can't go anywhere. You just got to stay there. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but our Eurovans are going to be able to go another easy 10 years. We'll, we'll eventually convert them over to different powertrains and stuff like that. So they're such an amazingly built, well, very strong platform with safety built mm. in on the newer ones in the last five years. 
and uh, they're going to be here to stay for here to stay for a long time. I'm surprised at the values I see. I was telling Lynn before the show that uh, in college, my wife and I drove a '69 VW bus that we used as a camper and loved that car. Um, my thousand uh, dollar cheap transportation saw one just like it on the internet yesterday for twenty five thousand. Wow! It's like wow. Yeah. You know they're popular and they're they're a great car, um, but. Um, uh, you know, I think there's been kind of a cult following of a lot of these. So it's a nice niche for you to have there. Yeah, I think uh, it was maybe three or four years ago I went uh, on a road trip with the with my son. And, you know, we just pitched the tent, threw it out, and put like an air mattress in there. I woke up in the middle of the night. I was not comfortable. I was mm-hmm. like, this is it. Last time I'm sleeping on the ground. I was not made to sleep on the ground at age 40-something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. Oh, man. So, Glenn, we could talk forever. Um, how do people get in contact with you? Certainly. Uh, call Eastside Auto Works. Uh, email us at eastsideautoworks.com through our website. And, and, and Campus Northwest on Facebook, a good place to message, message us and, and, and go from there and, and take a look at how we, how we do stuff. Glenn, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you very much. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan at 1150 KKNW. After the break, we have some more Real Talk and, of course, some great final thoughts. We'll be right back. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the Eastside Real Estate Team.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Eastside Auto Works has served clients on the east side since 1972. They're one of the oldest full-service facilities around. Check us out at eastsideautoworks.com or call 425-746-0162. European and Japanese vehicles are their specialty, and they love working on Volkswagens, Audis, Subarus, and Mazdas. Bring your super fun Mini Cooper or Fiat, and they'll get it fixed right up. So when it's time to do service work on the mom van or family SUV from Honda and Toyota, Think of Eastside Auto Works for all of your automotive needs. Getting in for service at Eastside Auto Works is easy. They'll get you into a loaner car, ride, or maybe Uber. Their AAA approved facility is very conveniently located in North Bellevue. Visit them on Facebook at Eastside Auto Works Auto Repair. Their slogan says it all, passion for people, passion for cars. Are you worried about finding reliable care for a loved one? Interim Healthcare provides certified professional caregivers so that people who are ill, disabled, recovering, or elderly can remain safe and comfortable in their own homes. If you or a loved one needs reliable and quality care, call us at 425-274-3720. Again, that's 425-274-3720. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp. That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. 
Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I am Dan. I'm Brian. And as we finish out our episode, man, great interviews today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed talking to uh, Glenn and Dexter. I really love to have great people that care about what they do here, sharing that with the public. Part of our Eastside community. Yes, love Love it. So, um, Brian, we've got some time here for some final thoughts. Before we get into your final thoughts, I want to let you all know, all of our listeners know about a great listing that we just went live with in Redmond. It is a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath. And I always say two-and-a-half bath, but I have to explain. It's three bathrooms, right? So everybody knows you walk into a bathroom, you've got a sink, you've got a shower, you've got a toilet, you've got a tub. Well, if it doesn't have a tub, it's not a full bathroom. So this house has three total bathrooms but two three quarter baths so when you add 75 and 75 the you get 50 add. yeah so anyways i always hate that i have to publish that it's two and a half bath it's three bathrooms right. with an ability to actually shower yourself in the morning and go out so that's actually pretty good because that's you've great. got a master with a, a bath off master but it's on an acre it's private it's quiet there's lots of parking for campers right if somebody wants to park a few campers up there they can do it price point uh, it is 660 Wow. In Redmond, 15 minutes from Microsoft on an, on an acre. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So this one's going to be hot, open I mean, on Saturday yeah. uh, from 1 to 4. We may have it open on Sunday, but I will be there from 1 to 4 on Saturday. If you want to come see it, it's a fantastic property. should be fun. Uh, it will be post. It should be posted online, so search uh, the Eastside Real Estate team and find that house. It's going to be awesome. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Final thought. I'm kind of circling back on staging because something that uh, – I typically, Dan and I both do, is we'll do an interview with a seller right up front to really understand what the motivations are, what the needs, how we can best serve them. And uh, as we talk through the process, once in a while, I have someone that says, no, we're not going to stage. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that. And I uh, um, have a pretty soft approach where I simply do two market studies for them, one as is and one with everything done. And it's not uh, uh, that everybody does everything we recommend. We do provide a detailed list. I can't remember a time when I did both market studies. They didn't opt for the more money, sell it faster, right. you know, uh, right. less hassle. I mean, it just makes sense. It's good business. So I just wanted to just add to that that it's it's us doing our job at the highest level to encourage our clients to do what's need to be done to get top dollar uh, reasonable period of time, no entanglements. So you've never had a seller come to you and say, oh, Brian, just sell it for whatever. <laughs> I haven't, I, I've sold oh, a couple thousand. I haven't had that one yet. Never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had people for their needs need to sell quickly and we priced accordingly. Yeah. But um, it just makes sense to maximize that asset. Get the yeah. most you can. That's what we do. So I'll be in an open house this weekend, but what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to maybe get out and watch a little bit of Seafair. Dan, you want to tell us about uh So this is the big one for those of us on the east side. We all know that uh, every year the Seafair Pirates, when do they start their little shenanigans? Is that like last week? Yeah, they've started. So they had a parade in in downtown Seattle. I'm not sure where Torchlight is. Yeah, see, I think I seem like I missed that. But anyways, this weekend is the big Seafair Festival. So they're racing hydroplanes on Lake Washington. And uh, then the Blue Angels come in town. And so they're screaming over the city. It's pretty fun. You can find out more information um, online, Google. So it looks like hydroplane racing, Blue Angels, the Army's Golden Knights, and aerobatic planes performing in the skies. There will be world-class wakeboarding trips and a parent map kid zone along with an inaugural, oh, check this out, Glenn, classic car show, music and entertainment on land, ticket options, and seating are available at seafair.com. So check it out. That 
brings us to the end of our show. That's right. Till next week, make it a good one. Thanks for listening.